guys welcome back getting in my weekend recordings had a pretty relaxing weekend so far it's sunday afternoon 3 32 p.m um i'm sipping on a cup of hot cacao um it's an organic powder uh it's really good um i just drink it plain but i like it it's good it's got that dark flavor um yeah how are you guys how are things going um today i just wanted to talk a little bit about energy tuning into energy tuning into your own energy tuning into other people's energy um I mean, the importance of that when it comes to um, relationships, social interactions, um, I find that the main importance is that it kind of helps to um, to move things forward um, in that interaction. Um, it's easier for it to be a deeper connection when you're in tune. So one thing to focus on is how you're in tune with yourself. Like, are you in tune with yourself? Are you able to kind of figure out what do I need for myself? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Am I tired? Um, Like being very in tune with the differences between how things physically feel as well as how they emotionally feel as well as how mentally like cognitively you're reacting um to things um for myself I know sometimes it's hard because I have uh um like my head is just like racing all over um I was talking to a therapist who mentioned you know something about like undiagnosed ADD, ADHD, um, I don't know, I've never looked into it, but I always thought maybe I have, like, dyslexia or something, but it's, like, yeah, it is hard for me to kind of focus, I get pretty frustrated trying to focus a lot of times, too, when it's, like, tedious tasks, but also, it depends on my sleep patterns, like, if I'm feeling rested, um, and that kind of thing. So, oh, sorry, there's somebody like outside their house at the door coming in. Um, so yeah, that's one thing to really take into consideration is the the energy on our own end um kind of what it is that our body mind soul spirit you know emotionally kind of what we want like what we kind of need to fulfill for ourselves 
to feel kind of more centered and at peace. Um, but then it's also a like complex um, choice to make between this is how I feel and what I notice that I need and what I want. And then in addition to that, what am I doing about it, right? So a lot of times we can say, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to drink some caffeine, right? Instead of get more rest. Because sometimes it's not an option. Or sometimes we're just like, you know, I'd rather start my day and not rest another one or two hours, right? Um, another example would be if you're hungry. Like, I usually try to keep, like, a cliff bar around or, like, a protein shake around or water on hand. Um, again, I've been at home more now than I have been ever in my life. So, you know, it was different when I was out and inside a clinic office all the time or just generally... When I was like inside uh, of another place or like in the car or on the road a lot, it was, in a way, it was actually easier for me to, um, strangely enough, it was easier for me to kind of keep a routine. I'd have like breakfast time when work started. I'd have snack time around 11 or so. I'd have lunch time around 1. I'd have another snack sometime before I hit the road. And then hit the gym 30 minutes on my way home. Then get home. You know, usually I'd have takeout on the way home. Um, something like dinner. Some dinner like that. And then with the dinner, with the takeout dinner, I would usually you know just eat that when i got home and it would be like a high protein meal because i had just worked out um but i find it a little different being home more uh, maybe it's just because i know that i have access to more things um easily that i just don't really try and um always do what i need for myself but it does take a lot to be kind of in tune like it's one thing to be in tune with yourself in tune with your needs it's another thing to fulfill those needs and it's another thing to kind of i don't really want to say deprivation like depriving yourself like but kind of like maybe um delaying you know giving yourself you know what you need a lot of times we do delay 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 um, but then that also creates this kind of other, I don't even know the word. I don't have words for this stuff, you guys. Uh, um, but it creates this other kind of interference, it seems like, because your body and mind are trying to, like, experience what they're experiencing. But at the same time, they're like, I need this. I need this. I need this thing. I need this other thing. And then if you're, you know, delaying giving that to yourself that's still always going to be in your energy, you know, kind of how you feel energetically. You're going to really have that kind of in, 
um, that moment until that gets fulfilled or until, you know, your body or mind or whatever just decides, okay, like, I can do without this, because some things we can kind of do without, um, other things, it's like, you know, we really can't, can't really easily do without them, um, so a lot of times it is, um, on our own end, deciding what we need when, how much, how often, just kind of knowing that about ourselves, knowing what we're lacking when we're, when we're kind of coming into the day or different parts of the day, just being aware of that, like, am I hungry at this time of day usually? Did I usually, you know, not hydrate properly? So now when I'm hitting the gym, it's like going to be a struggle. Um, did I even drink water? Like there's some days where it's like, I literally have like a gallon of water next to me and I'm not even like really drinking it. Um, things like that, where it's like, I know it's there. I just don't really do anything with it. Right. And I'm sure I'm not the only one, but a lot of this, um, kind of like constantly having to, you know, replenish, um, to recharge different aspects of ourselves every day. Um, it kind of helps to have it more on a schedule, a routine, um, just to get into the habit of just doing it so that, you know, you're already prepped for times when you're going to be needing to do this or needing to do that. And you're not having to like spontaneously get things together. Like, oh, I need to eat, but I have no groceries. So now I have to go get the groceries first and like then cook the food. It's like, well, if you already know you're going to be needing to eat in two hours, you know, maybe getting that stuff prepared first or having like a little backup, you know, it's good to have little backups. I don't know. People have their own methods of, you know, what they do and don't eat. But for me, I mean, I, I, I mentioned cliff bars, protein bars, frozen, like instant, like quick, something quick from like sprouts or something. I tend to choose things that are like higher calorie, like 290 to like maybe 300 or almost up to 400 calorie just so it's like small but it's you know it gets the job done because it's one thing if I'm hungry and then I'm eating something that's like 40 calories that's not really going to cut it for too long um it's like I might as well just get it all done with one um attempt so that now I don't have to deal with that anymore so that's kind of like one way of you know being in tune with things so um if once you get good at kind of focusing on yourself and a lot of times it can be just mostly those categories like when you're feeling stressed it's good to look at those categories like my food my beverages water um my sleep those are the basics to kind of look at like how are those affecting me right now? And then another on top of that, you know, like emotionally, um, stress levels. One thing I like to do in the morning, which I don't do every morning, but weekends I really get a chance to do this easier, is like from the time I wake up, trying to kind of focus on my breathing. And then I will literally just lay there, focus on my breathing it's easier for me weekend mornings because I'm not really like trying to start work. So I wake up and I'm just like trying to focus on my breathing, focus on my breathing and keep that mindset of like trying to make it so my breathing is deep and 
effective um, as much as possible for as long as possible in the morning. And even if I start, like, you know, getting breakfast together, making a shake, like, hydrating, things like that, I'm still kind of focusing on my breath, focusing on my, um, on my, yeah, just focusing on my breath, focusing on my breathing, just, like, very intently, trying to keep that focused, um, for, you know, I can usually do that from the time I wake up till maybe when I eat breakfast, once I start eating breakfast, um, but that's something, you know, that I've felt is really helpful, is just to have, like, days in the week or times in the week where you're just, like, actively working on, like, breath work or meditation, yoga, different sort of mind-body connection types of, um, you know, tasks and activities and things. Um, I think a lot of times we find it hard to incorporate these into the day because it seems like an extra chore. It's like I'd rather space out and veg out and watch Sopranos or watch YouTube or go play video games or something than do something more mindful. Um, but a lot of us need these mindful kind of exercises to kind of regroup and kind of refocus. Um, and it's pretty underestimated. Um, a lot of times we can feel like, oh, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed. And if we're not tuning into like those basics that I was talking about before that impact energy and then not tuning into, you know, kind of how we're, you know, I mean, I don't like to necessarily say mindful. I mean, that kind of has so many like weird, um, these days, it's kind of like a weird, uh, term because in psych, we use it a lot. Um, and I know in Eastern cultures, it's, you know, it's a lifestyle. It's not like, let me implement this because I'm stressed necessarily, so it's kind of a little different to be like, oh, like I'm practicing mindfulness, but it's like technically that's something that is like a, a full day, everyday thing. It's just we choose to and are raised usually to not be mindful. Um, Dundapani talks about this a lot, about um, how we're not really taught to concentrate you know we're not also taught to spend time with ourselves um he talks about how we don't really spend time with ourselves we have alone time or me time when we're running or at the gym or you know out in nature but we're actually like walking the dog things like that and it's like in those times we're actually doing something we're not just sitting with ourselves um so that's another thing um and you know this is kind of gonna take a whole different turn but um if you're interested in looking up what's called um like higher self like anything that's like reflective within your higher self i mean i do believe that we have a higher self and also a lower self. Um, a lot of us are very in tune with our lower self. It's very in tune with us. 
very negative, anxiety-provoking, um, depression-provoking, uh, just kind of reminders of every negative possible thing we've ever done or that could possibly happen. Just constant, constant, constant. So a lot of times, a lot of us don't want to spend time with ourselves because it's usually a negative experience of the negative like lower self being in tune with us in the moment and then all that's coming out right so um but there it's not like necessarily to say ignore that but you know at least at the very least trying to balance that because there should be a balance between the you know our mindful current self our higher self and you know the lower self does teach us about you know things um that can be anything from you know the super ego to the ego um just kind of like trying to be protective and bringing up and you know reminding us of things when it's not welcome in that part of our day or that part of our thoughts it's like, you know, the superego blames you for things or, you know, r- reminds you of the stuff that isn't perfect of ourselves. And then the ego kind of um, tr- tries to kind of get us like into a defensive mode. Right. But even if we're just sitting by ourselves in a room alone, all of this is going on. Right. So that's why we don't like to sit there and not watch something while we're eating that's why we don't like to just sit there and not have the tv in the background or some kind of background noise or sit and do reflections or breath work for a very long period of time like most people can easily do it for a short period of time but then it's like it gets this uncomfortable like ooh, this doesn't feel good and it's hard to push ourselves past that phase. So I think usually once you get to the point where it doesn't feel good, where it feels like, oh, this is, there's a lot of stuff coming up. That's where to start focusing, not where to stop focusing. But it's at your own discretion. Um, you need to know how to also, you know, calm yourself. You don't want to be like overwhelming yourself and, you know, creating this like, you know, chaotic feeling in yourself and it's like that's that's gonna make it so you're not gonna want to do those types of things like at all ever but also we need it's kind of like when you're building muscle you know it takes a lot of intentional focus you know i can go in the gym every day and lift for 30 minutes straight on the same muscle groups you know just training my biceps not paying attention to my form not paying attention to what i ate before or after um, how I'm sleeping or any vitamins or my food intake um, as far as nutrition or anything and then wonder why hey I'm not developing this right it's not developing the way it should versus if you're paying attention to form even if you're not doing 30 minutes of bicep curls if you're paying attention to which muscle groups you're working that kind of help build the other muscle groups um, how you stretch, how you sleep, how you, you know, do everything just so that you're maximizing the, um, 
the the workout that you're doing, you'll see more growth versus just doing it and not really paying attention to like really everything before, during and after that really contributes to whatever you're practicing at that time. And mental and emotional processing types of um, exercises are the same exact way. Like when we don't really pay attention to it, when we don't pay attention to um, what we are actually doing before, during, and after, and we're just like, okay, I did the meditation, I did a 30-minute meditation, but like my mind was wandering, I never went back and reflected on any of it, I wasn't like focusing on, okay, what thoughts were coming up, or how was my breathing, or like what was going on for me that day. And I was just like doing it just to do it. I sat 30 minutes still in a room and stared and breathed. And then, okay, my timer went off and I stopped. You know, um, that's not going to be too effective. I mean, is it better than nothing at all? Probably. Um, And also keeping up the momentum um, and the motivation. Sometimes it's like, yeah, the form, yeah, the process doesn't have to be perfect. Um, I notice that with myself. Sometimes I'm like, I just need to get it in for the day so that I'm not skipping days. And if it's poor quality, that's better at least to mark it off for the day to have a poor quality version of practice than to not practice at all. Right. Um, And a lot of times we can notice that um, like when we're kind of in tune with ourselves, it our ourselves kind of tell us what we need to do it's kind of like a hint um i don't i don't really have proper terminology for all these things but it's just stuff that i notice because i spend a lot of time doing these types of things um but when you're kind of like in your mind noticing kind of what your mind is reminding you of um over and over and over it's like a broken freaking record sometimes like okay i know i know like like when you sit and pay attention to your thoughts a lot of times it's going to be the same stuff it's not it feels like it's not the same categories or topics but usually it's going to be your mind like okay you got to work tomorrow you want to do good at work tomorrow you know that's kind of what my mind today is like okay tomorrow's a new a new work week Um, You're going to start out strong. You're going to kind of like get things a little more focused and the stuff you didn't do on Friday because of the, you know, the tech problems our company was having. um, You're going to start with that tomorrow. And it's like in my head, I don't know why my mind has been telling me this all day. It's like, I know that's what I'm going to do. First thing, eight o'clock tomorrow, maybe even a couple minutes before eight, I'm going to already start on this stuff. But my head is like still telling me that. Right. And it's not like a thing that's like disrupting my day but I notice it and I'm like okay you know and it is kind of positive I'm kind of telling myself okay it's the start of the week I'm gonna have a good day I'm gonna start out strong I'm gonna sleep really early tonight I'm gonna um you know I've got some little things on my to-do list for the rest of the evening that I'm gonna do uh before I do yoga and meditate for the night um, I've got some things I'm I'm going to be working on that I'm still working on. And this recording, this recording is included as one of those things. Um, but I kind of, uh, 
kind of keep like a like a running task list in my mind um but it's not really distressing it, it's not like a stressful um experience i just do it because that's what i'm doing um but so some people uh you gotta hang with me on this one because i know it, people get turned off by these topics but just bear with me um so some people say that like when you hear that um they refer to it as like a still small voice or like your inner some inner type of you know level of something or another that's kind of guiding you um, some people say spirit guide, some people say holy spirit, some people say a lot of different things. What it is, I'm not here to really tell you that because I don't know what it is, but you can get really in tune with hearing it. Um, it can be that thing that tells you like, hey, like, you know, it would be beneficial and fulfilling to learn something about your cultural background, maybe some ancient practices of your own culture that could maybe benefit you. Just learn about that for a little bit or like, you know, maybe take a nap for a little bit or, you know, drink some extra water today or something. It's not like it's not like command auditory hallucinations. It's not it's not like that, but it's like a sense of yourself that kind of knows what you need and a lot of times we ignore that because we're busy or because we're like I don't really need to do that I'd rather just watch tv I'd rather just listen to some other thing and tune out you know but then we're not fulfilling ourselves with what we need to do because you know our mind and body tells us these things and it's just a lot of times up to us to listen um, to it versus like not listening to it. And I'll get more into that too. Um, so, but yeah, the, the discomfort aspect or avoidance aspect, those come from other places. And I'm going to talk more about that a little later and probably a different recording, but this um, recording, you know, I'm specifically talking about the energy. Um, and if you want to bring it socially, usually that's where people want to focus is socially um, focusing on energy. How's that going to help my relationships with people? Well, if you're in tune with yourself first and all these things that you have that are kind of like I'm at A plus level with these things. But with these other things, maybe about a C minus, some other stuff, maybe about I'm not even passing. Um, Once you're kind of able to be a little more in tune about it, um, it's going to be much easier to um, to tune into other people. So. A lot of times when people have a hard time interacting with other people, usually it's because they have no awareness. They're not in tune with others. Um, Their energy is so kind of like they're not in tune enough with their own 
energy and how they're expressing things and how it's coming out to a point that other people are just like turned off by it completely um so you know some people just never tune into themselves they're completely almost purposely tuned out from themselves and then they're trying to interact with others but that doesn't work out too well because the other people are like what is up with this person like um and people pick up on each other's energy which is the hard part so if i get myself to a calm and kind of balanced state and then i decide to go out with my friends and hang out and they're kind of in a chill balanced state that's usually likely going to be a pretty good interaction usually people are going to connect pretty well you're going to feel like you can talk about the things you want to comfortably and they're going to interact with that in a way that's kind of nice for you and they're going to pick up on you know your social cues of like how they're reacting to you and usually it's going to be pretty pleasant and usually their um interactions are going to kind of reciprocate you know and you'll kind of reciprocate towards them as well um but that's that's when you're in healthy relationships with people now there are like the narcissistic and sociopathic types of people who take advantage of that they can tune into it and find the weaknesses and prey on that that's not healthy i mean they do that because it fulfills them because they're not able to fulfill within themselves what it is they kind of seek to take it out of others so you see this a lot um, at work sites where there's like a boss that just can't get it together with the employees um you see it in um, different styles of management you see it a lot in the business world you see it a lot when there's like a chain of command and there can be a lot of unhealthy environments where it's like the person at the top is just throwing their power and weight around because they're trying to get their own needs met by the way they're reacting with these people they're subordinates um for the most part um now you can kind of easily work with that by not giving those people something to feed into um so not being reactive now does it help no not necessarily because those people need you to react in a certain way to get what they're trying to fulfill within themselves out of you. So if you don't react, it doesn't fulfill them. And what they usually might do is keep trying to push. But then sometimes they kind of notice, okay, you're reading me and you see what I'm up to. And they'll back off because they're like, you're giving me nothing. And I know you're purposely giving me nothing because you know that I'm trying to get something out of you. And it's kind of like this energy internal battle between you and them until they kind of just give up. So that's kind of a way to get people to kind of like be more just backing off of you without even having to really do or say anything. It's just not being reactive um, in the way that they're trying to pull from you 
because you'll feel it. You'll feel this person wants to argue. This person wants to get under my skin. This person is trying to challenge me. This person is trying to, you know, just like make me show like a worse side of myself and be inappropriate or like get mad or whatever. But you don't have to act that way. But you'll feel it. You'll feel it first. You'll feel what they're trying to do. And this isn't me being like paranoid. This is like, we all know these people, right? Think about the people you don't get along with and you argue with. That's probably the reason why. Because they know how to pull out of you these things that other people might know how to do too, but they just choose not to do it, right? Like, we all have close friends, close family that were like, I just know what not to do or not to say, because why would I do that? Why would I try to hurt this person? Those people are like, I need to hurt this person, you know? Um, so that's what it looks like in an unhealthy relationship, um, unhealthy interactions with people. Those tend to be pretty toxic and not helpful, but you can work with it. But just knowing that those people might not be too aware of themselves, or maybe they are, I I don't really know, but they might not be too aware of themselves, um, what they're doing at that time. And maybe they are. It's really hard to tell. I mean, they're not going to tell you. Um, so, yeah. So, once you're kind of able to figure out what it's like being in tune with yourself. What it's like being in tune, you know, in an in interaction with other people. Like, the way to kind of tune into other people, get, like, more attuned to them, is almost similar to how, like, we do this with our pets, or if you have children, like, babies, newborns, parents do this, right? So, if I am watching someone else's pet, right, as a stranger... I'll maybe know, okay, when this dog whines or looks at the door, maybe it needs to go to the bathroom outside. Maybe it wants to look around. I don't know. I'm kind of guessing. When it whines and looks at the cabinet, maybe it wants treats or something like that, right? But it's maybe it's kind of giving me clues like that, right? But I'm not going to be as attuned to this animal as the owner would be. The owner knows exactly what the animal wants like a good owner is very in tune with their own pet right so they know i mean i i just remember this because i used to have dogs i used to know this wine means someone's at the door this wine means they want to go out and just look around because they think they know something's out there and they just want to check out the scene this wine means they want to go on a walk outside this wine means they won't they want more water or they want somebody to come out and like hang out with them because everybody's in their bedrooms and the dogs don't want to be by themselves or just with each other they want humans around this wine means it's time to feed me this wine means you know like whatever you know you can kind of tell by the way they're behaving the way they're kind of signaling to you what it means more directly right um and you're kind of in tune with it. You're very in tune with it. And they make you aware of it because it's obnoxious to, like, hear them, you know. So you're going to, you know, usually kind of um, go help them right away because they're helpless. They can't feed themselves and all that. Like, 
I mean, the the way they do it, the way animals get their needs met, usually um, the owners usually aren't going to be too pleased, you know, if they decide to knock down the whole thing just to, you know, get their food out and rip over open stuff just to get attention and stuff. It's like, okay, you might as well pay attention to it now. Otherwise, they're going to get their needs met one way or another, and you're not going to like the way they do it on their own. So if you want it to be organized, you kind of just learn what it is that they need and what it sounds like, what it looks like, and help them right away versus them making a lot of noise and then you ignore them and then they're just like, screw it, I'm going to go get my own food. I'm going to go wreck the whole house, you know, just to get my meal. You know, it's like you don't want to deprive them, right? Um, So humans are good usually at being in tune with others it's just with animals with pets like that there aren't so many complex different um needs that they have i mean humans kind of have a more complex amount of needs so kind of being in tune with that with other people picking up on their energy um what they need what they want right um do they want attention do they want to laugh do they want you know just like companionship do they want to you know talk about something serious do they want to you know process something emotionally are they wanting to just go on a jog and like do something active are they wanting to just you know shoot the shit or just like have like go out for drinks and like get drunk together and like not really do anything too specifically serious Um, The better you know somebody, the more you can kind of tune into kind of that, which is why sometimes when you know someone really well, you can kind of tell when they're like, oh, nothing's wrong or like, I'm fine or like, you know, and then you're kind of like, really? Like, yeah, you're kind of not, but I I might just go with what you're saying, but I can kind of tell something's up. They're just not saying it maybe, Um, or maybe they're not too in tune with themselves and don't really know something's up, but you can kind of tell sometimes, right? Um but that's kind of how I would describe um, how to look at hmm, my cacao is really cold now how to look at those um, interactions right because if you're able to tune into yourself you're able to be attuned to the person that you're you know hanging out with then it's going to be a lot easier to kind of have like stronger relationships with people just it can be hard um to like I think what I have a a pretty big difficulty with is definitely with compassion fatigue that is definitely something that is real in my life um, because of, you know, working in a field where I'm always trying to be helpful. Um, and then, you know, I know a lot of people who are, you know, really in a a rough, um, kind of a, um, having like a, a difficult mindset, like a difficult, um, um, time right now and they're struggling 
And so a lot of times I notice like I'm just not in the space where my energy is um, in a place where I can like hear about other people's problems. I mean, it's different if it's like my clients, but sometimes it's like my clients and my friends and my family. And it's just like some people, I, I mean, I definitely prioritize some people over others. That's definitely for sure. I'm like, well, if these few people like if they need me in a heartbeat, I'll be there or try my best to be there as soon as possible. And then there's the other people that I'm like, I get a little frustrated with because I'm like, you need so much for me, but you're not really on my priority list. But I feel like some people I'm on their priority list as the person to get assistance from. Um, so that gets really hard for me because I'm like, I can tell that I'm the person they depend on. But then I'm also kind of like, I'm not prioritizing them either. So like I feel for for them and for their situations. But at the same time, I only have so much energy so that gets a little challenging when it's like oh do you want to hang out and I kind of know they want to hang out just because like they're having like a really hard like couple months or whatever and sometimes I'm just like I don't want to hang out with them like I don't want to interact with them I don't want to be with them because it's just draining me you know so I just you know don't want to I'd rather have them get help from someone else other than me um, but that's something that does come up pretty often. Um, but definitely like my closest friends, my family members, I'm definitely like on board with, you know, they don't, they don't ever really get on my nerves. I can't say like, I think they can kind of tell too, like, yeah, we're going to vent. Yeah. We're going to talk about this. We're going to complain and like, yeah, fine. You know, that's what friends do. It's fine. Like I'm not, I'm not like against it. Um, you know, and I appreciate the people who sit and listen to me venting all the time too. So, I mean, I do it too. It's not just like one-sided, but you know, I think people who know each other best, like if you know me best, you kind of know that like I have my limits you know, I might not say anything, but it's like, I have my limits too. <laughs> um, so it's something that kind of comes up, but um, it really helps overall with energy. Um, trying to be pretty in tune with it. Um, trying not to get too... Um, burdened down with uh, um, with let me see what else like what am I trying to say like kind of lost my train of thought but it's just it's it's a lot to try to kind of manage it because it all changes like in real time it's kind of like a live changing thing that depending on what you do or what you don't do your energy changes too and your needs change too um 
and then trying to interact with someone else too at the same time um things just are going to be changing um pretty rapidly but trying to stay like in tune with everything that's kind of changing and shifting and happening like you can see this just a simple 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 example is like when you meet up with your friends a couple friends maybe you have like two three friends you want to meet up with you want to go out for like one beer and like a dinner and you meet maybe an extra hour later than you were supposed to meet and by that time you're hungry you're hangry you're irritable and then you meet with them and they want to talk and they're a little maybe like not talkative kind of slow with their thinking and like you can tell that they're kind of like not energetic and then you all eat something and drink something by the end of that meal you know you're feeling way better you're talking way more easily you're interacting way more easily um versus when you guys weren't both doing that um so that's just something to keep in mind of kind of like that's one way it can look is that you know you're um interacting based on kind of what you needed and then it changes and yours changes theirs changes everybody's kind of energy kind of shifts within like a couple year in a couple hour period of time um that's pretty common that you see that that like you know we especially on like a rough work day midweek and then you all meet like on like Wednesday or Thursday or something like that you'll usually notice it because like usually those days are hard for people you know by that time you know you've been bombarded with all this stuff from the week and like it's towards the end of the week um I think my hardest days tend to be Wednesdays and Thursdays um Mondays I'm usually soaring because I'm you know it's right after the weekend Tuesdays I'm usually like still got a little um still a little pep from from Monday going on Wednesdays um usually I try to make Wednesdays my break day so I don't do any errands chores anything on Wednesdays I just work and that's it I'll usually have like meals that are already prepped if anything I'm microwaving something and that's about it um maybe boiling eggs or something like that but nothing major just wash the dishes when I'm done and that's about as much as I'm gonna do as far as housework as far as um things like that and it kind of helps me because Thursdays usually I'm like it's a push but Thursdays are usually like okay it's almost Friday and then Fridays are like I can usually push because it's Friday so that's kind of where my energy is usually so I, I also kind of try to um, notice what I'm going to do on what days because I know usually I need the most on Wednesdays and Thursdays um, and I also need the most on the weekend too so like I'd probably say Saturdays and Sundays as well um, but then also I'm trying to have fun and interact with friends and catch up with people and maybe have some plans and stuff and so sometimes it is a challenge for me to kind of get to do what I need to do for myself on the weekends when I'm 
simultaneously trying to like still you know coordinate stuff with other people and make sure I'm not blowing people off or you know it can be a little bit of pressure to kind of get my energy where I need it to be so I can actually like do stuff with people because sometimes I'll be like during the week I'm like yeah it sounds like a good idea I want to go out Saturday night and by the time Thursday comes around I'm like man why did I make plans for Saturday night I'd rather just you know sleep in or rest or you know just relax and be by myself and work on some stuff internally versus you know hanging out with other people and kind of having to interact that way and also it can depend on the interactions because sometimes the interactions they can be quite fulfilling and helpful and motivating other times depending on who you're hanging out with and what they're going through it might be very challenging and that's something I've noticed during this time period of what we're dealing with with uh the uh, p word (laughs) is um A lot of times we have the, um, all the pressures of all those things, you know, like what's going to shut down, what's going to change, when are the rules going to shift, what's going to happen now, you know, all this uncertainty and kind of like almost pressure and pretty much people have been traumatized by having a lot of their, you know, freedom taken away. And so there's always that kind of, I mean, I have it and I've never had this before, this kind of like sense of impending doom of like, okay, like I feel pressure to kind of do the stuff that is available to do or that I plan to do, even if I don't really feel up to it. Because what if next weekend things shut down or what if in the next couple of weeks, I'm not able to do that again for like a year you know, we've already experienced that once. And now that we know what it's like, I mean, it was one thing when it happened the first time when we were like, I mean, I remember I was going to go to this King Princess concert up in LA. Um, and my, let me see, I remember Valentine's Day. And then I remember the weekend after Valentine's Day, they were kind of um, limiting indoor seating but there was still indoor seating so it was I went to the same place two weeks in a row Valentine's Day was like normal the next week was like not so normal but it's like we didn't really know what was going on um maybe one or two weeks after that I was supposed to go to this like King Princess concert out in LA and then I know that was going to be in March and one of my friends had like a game night and um i remember like having the invite to the game night and i was going to go so i remember being like okay me and this other friend we're going to be on our way to your house to this game night and then they had told me oh sorry we didn't tell everybody the message that we canceled the game night sorry for the late notice and it's like well now me and my friend just went and did something else but i was like dude I really wish I would have gone to that concert because, I mean, the reason why I didn't go is because I thought I was going to go to the game night. So I was like, let me keep it simple, keep it local, not go to the concert, go to the game night. And if I wouldn't have known, if I mean, if I would have known that we weren't going to have the game night, I probably would have just gone to the concert because I still wanted to go. 
Um, even if I was by myself, I totally would have gone. Um, but then I didn't. And in my mind, I was like, ah, you know, everyone comes back through LA, so it's not going to be an issue. I'll be able to like see the concert, especially because, you know, that artist is, uh, you know, I think there's studios in LA. I think a lot of people have studios in LA. That's not uncommon. I can't remember though, but, um, yeah, I remember being like, yeah, I wanted to go. And then I was a little kind of like a little annoyed, not too much, but just like, dang, I wish I would have known like sooner. Cause you know, say the concert starts at seven thirty, and the game night was going to be seven thirty. It's like, I can't get, it's like a couple hours away. I can't like get there right then. Um, and so me and my other friend kind of just, I don't remember what we did, but, um, and I don't remember what was open during that time, but that was, I think the last concert I would have potentially had tickets for up until all the way through to this year. Um, so I, you know, that's just something that comes up where it's just like, man, like, you know, (laughs) like, I was just gonna catch this show or like do this thing and then it's like then there were no movies forever and then there was nothing open and nothing to do and you know at least you know I live in a place where we could go to the park and the beach like like every day if we wanted to and the weather's pretty decent out here so like it didn't matter as long as the sun was out it wasn't like uncomfortable too much if you had some shade um so it was, you know, that's kind of what we were kind of limited to, but at least we got to interact. But now, you know, there's kind of still that what if in the back of a lot of people's minds, like, what if, you know, I, I don't do this and then it kind of shuts, like things shut down again. I mean, that's that's kind of something that I am factoring into my energy because it's like, I notice I'm kind of forcing myself to do a lot of things instead of resting more because I'm like, well, I don't want to take this weekend off. And then in two more weeks, you know, the plans I had, you know, might be obsolete if things get shut down because of the, you know, variant or whatever the heck, you know, like, because I don't know, I don't have control over that. So um, that is something that I know, not just for me, but it's affecting a lot of people's energy because it's like, we're all trying to like make up for lost time and kind of do things that we kind of really were like, you know, a lot of us have realized what our values are, have realized what our passions are. We're trying to kind of like involve ourselves more in those, but it's kind of like the sense of urgency and rushed and it's hard to kind of manage our own energy at the same time versus like overdoing it. A lot of us kind of tend to overdo it lately. We're just kind of like, burning the candle at two ends and like okay I'm not gonna sleep enough I'm not gonna do all this other stuff properly just because you know I feel like pressure to kind of keep uh pushing and keep trying to do this keep trying to do that um just in case it's not available and I think that's one thing that's really contributing that is important to pay attention to um yeah, nobody wants to get the virus, nobody wants to get ill, nobody wants to spread it, but at the same time, it's like, um, nobody wants to, 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, nobody wants to, you know, like put their life on hold. But then you also want to feel rested and relaxed. And so, um, I mean, that's definitely a challenge to try to balance all that. Because we can't really predict the future. Um, and, you know, but I think it is good to have some backup of what you can do if times do kind of go back to how they were. What would your game plan be to kind of keep your energy kind of managed? Because um, I think a lot of people went into depression, despair. Um, they're saying with mental health services, they uh, support needs um, increased 500%, I think, compared to on average how things were in our past history in this country, in the U.S. So... And I think a lot of relationships were affected. Um, a lot of... Uh, um, I mean, not just, like, relationships, but, you know, people's health was affected. Uh, people's sense of well-being and safety was affected. Like, all of it was kind of impacted by so many different things like this. So... Um, it's kind of a lot to think about, but I'm kind of getting off topic here, but I do want to talk also about, um, like how to manage discomfort, how to manage, like, not wanting to do certain things that we know we need to do for ourselves, um, like how to kind of, uh, manage those things. So, um, that's probably going to be my next recording, but for now, I hope this was helpful. Um, just trying to put out some content that's a little more practical. Um, I'm not good with terminology for a lot of this kind of stuff, so I know there's some words I could probably use over and over and over to describe things that might be different. Um, just kind of like nuance kind of differences and then uh yeah but I mean a lot of what I talk about is more by like practice and observation um than you know book learning so it's like I can see kind of the phenomena that happen um I can kind of notice it in myself and because I work with people a lot, um, I kind of see patterns of how people can address things, how people find challenges in addressing things, kind of what that looks like in detail. But I don't really want to pull out like a CBT worksheet and be like, this is like precipitating factors and, you know. I mean, I believe in all that. I think it works, but it's like, I think a lot of times people get hung up with the terminology too, to a point where it's like, what's that called again? And it's like, no, 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 we don't, 
always need to know the terms like just do the work you know a lot of it can be about like just trying to practice it and like noticing what's happening and kind of even developing your own wording for it your own terminology your own explanation for it but then when you study philosophy and psychology and you know different types of practices that monks use and like a lot of eastern types of thought like you kind of just see this stuff coming up over and over again even if you don't really know what it what it was you know what you would name it what you would call it so um yeah well hope that's helpful and uh i'm about to log off but thanks for listening (laughs) 